righty. Welcome to episode... Oh, I put the wrong number on there. I think it's episode 30, Har. It's episode 30? Yeah, I think I put 29 because I copied and pasted the thing from the other one, and I didn't change the episode number. Right out of the gate. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people are going to start thinking we're scripting this shit. No, that's just my... not. Lack of attention to detail, Harry. Oh, my God. <laughs> attention span, anyone? Yeah. Now, you well, were at the orthodontist. Were you getting your teeth looked at? No, no, no. I was there with the kids. Oh, because I'm going to the dentist after the show today. Oh, it's the worst, it's isn't the it? It's the worst. Absolutely the worst. And then I got to get an implant put in next Monday. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I remember as a kid, my mom taking me to the dentist and literally arms on the door jam to not go oh. in screaming. Yeah. And my dentist actually like they, they have this special device. They call it the wand for administering the uh, Novocaine. And it's this device that actually puts the Novocaine into your gums at a slower rate, because apparently that's what burns and hurts so much when you get a shot of Novocaine in your jaw. Yeah. It's the fact that it's going, it's like being fire hosed in there at it's a like high velocity. A, get, it's like freebasing or like uh, shooting up heroin. Uh, I wouldn't know what that's right like. Away. Yeah, no, I, I have no that. idea what that's like. Uh, but this wand thing, it's just, they just rest it on the gum and it actually brings in the Novocaine slower and you hear this, this beeping, bing, bing. It's almost like wow. filling up your tire with, you know, after it, you know, when it'll, it'll, the air pump will ring. Right. Yeah. And then it who's lets do, you who's know your that dentist, Harry Potter. No, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's actually Mikey misses dentist. Is that right? Mikey Miss turned me on to this guy. It's Dr. Belisario over in uh, uh, in, Ar- in Ardmore. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it's Mikey Miss's dentist. And I actually turned Bruno on to him. At one point in time, Mikey Miss, Tony Bruno, and I were all going to the same dentist. Do you believe wow, that? Was there a crossover, huh? There was no crossover. <laughs> I'm not taking any more of your crap today mike i'm not gonna tolerate your crap today. <laughs> hey look who's on the stream here the uh the old boss oh the hagee is on checking there. in wow he goes what's going on today huh? <laughs> <laughs> well we got hugh douglas coming on the program today yeah he's actually he's on the blower right now with his boss down at i think in atlanta oh yeah and he's gonna join in momentarily he's going to the eagles hall of fame real quick let's tell people about the sponsor yeah 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 I feel like we got so much to talk about. I feel like our world is finally happening again. Like shit's moving. Well, we actually had a football game last week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right. And it's like football's in the air with the temperature dropping a little bit and everything here in Philly. But let's tell people about Bet Parks because it's fantastic. And like we just said, uh, (laughs) Nagin goes, not Hugh Hefner. (laughs) (laughs) He loves playing the name game. Not D.L. Hughley, huh? Well, how about the boss getting on that Little League kid the other I day? I saw that. He's making news everywhere. What was he like? Did he call the camera like, Joe, give me your number on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's staying in a hotel in Williamsport. <laughs> yeah. How many could there be? <laughs> yes. now, good work by him. And yeah, connected the kid with, it, with his favorite player. With his favorite player, who I never heard of, by the way. 
Me neither. I mean, that kid's got to step up his uh, no his kidding. intentions on his favorite players. Hey, I'll be impressed if the, the if the boss gets on Will Zalatoris, who was actually grew up in San Francisco. He's a Bay wow. Area guy and is a huge Warriors fan. If he can get him on his show, then I'll be impressed. All right. Until All then, right. until then, not. get the Bet Parks app and <laughs> bet the and bet the golf this week. Uh, they're actually coming locally here to Wilmington for the BMW Championship, the penultimate event on the tour in the playoffs. And I'm going to take a matchup here, Jason. Rory okay. McIlroy is the prohibitive favorite. Uh, and he's matched up against the second favorite. McIlroy okay. against Rom in a yeah, head-to-head matchup. And wow. I'm taking Rom at plus 110. I'll take plus money on Rom. I loved what I saw out of him last weekend. Uh, he played really well over the weekend. Actually finished fifth, I believe, or in a tie for fifth. And McElroy, of course, missed the cut. Uh, this this golf course suits Rom. It suits both of these guys because they hit it a mile and a half. But I'll take Rom at plus one ten on the Bet Parks app in a matchup. How about oh, that? I like I love that bet because you're not betting against the field, right? You only got to beat one guy. Now he's the favorite. That's the guy. The guy you got to beat. But it's only one guy. Yeah, and and the guy that's the favorite didn't make the cut last week, and Correct. Rom was playing well. So and he was the favorite good. last week too. Yeah, McElroy. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's great. That's a great. I, when I was out in the orthodontist, it was down by Wilmington, mm. and I was seeing signs for PGA parking because you know they had the PGA and then sure. they bust the people in. I'll be over there tomorrow. And did you see Tigers in town? Tiger, yeah, I off? saw. I yeah. saw him. I, I think it was John Clark was there at the airport, Johnny uh, airport, providing video, of course. I think John has a motorhome down there at the at the airport. He just sleeps in the motorhome, and then whenever he hears a plane coming in, he goes out there and starts rolling vid- uh, video. But how about Tagger getting in some dumpy looking Nissan vehicle? No, 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 no. that's not. That was a Conquerville Nissan. That was a Nissan Armada. No, no, yeah, but he's playing. He's at the BMW Championship. Yeah, they couldn't send a freaking courtesy car up to pick up the biggest name in the sport. Well, he Seriously. got the driver's seat, too. He was driving. I know. He drove. He, he was stupid. I think Ricky Fowler set up the rental car because he was with him. And times are tough for Ricky Fowler right now. He's not making cuts. He's not in the playoffs. So maybe he's on a lower lower budget. So he had to go no, no BMW. Well, maybe maybe Tiger, from after turning down Live Golf and all that money, is trying to save a couple of <laughs> scratches. Well, Tiger is cheap. We know this. He's a very cheap. He's a cheapskate. Well, he should get on the Bet Parks app. Yeah, and and get some cash money and get some winning going on. Uh, get the Bet Parks app; it's fantastic. It's a great way uh, to get your action in. It's easy to use, fast to use, easy to navigate, and faster to win than ever before. And right now, you can use the promo code Jason seven fifty Jason seven five zero. That'll get you a seven hundred and fifty dollars risk free bet. That's for new and existing users. Terms and conditions do apply. So grab the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Uh, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And you can get your action on all the football stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, got the Eagles play again on Sunday. Yeah. The Who do they have Sunday, Harry? Uh, Cleveland, the Browns. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think Deshaun be, Watson, Harry? Uh, I don't know if he's going to play or what what the deal is there. But the Eagles, I, last I saw, were, I think they were like two, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I don't get involved in preseason games as far as gambling. Yeah, it, that's stupid. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I know a lot of people do it. You know, they so, can't wait. I know they're so chomping at the bit to bet on football games that they bet on these stupid preseason. It's unreal. Games. I, I mean, wish college I... starts in about what two weeks. Yeah, ten days. Right. Yeah. yeah. A week from Friday. 
Yeah. And those so, games count. Yeah. So. And they mean something and they're legit. Right. The, um, I wish the game was here because, and Watson was playing because he's been getting it from the fans. Oh, yeah. In the one appearance he's already had. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this thing's, it's not over yet. I mean, he could end up out for the year. Right. In the, are you surprised at Roger Goodell all of a sudden sacking up here a little bit? Well, you know, the judge put down kind of a ridiculous um, penalty. I thought yeah. it was way too light. So now I think what they did was they set the NFL up to look good because now, you know, obviously you send up that trial balloon and people react the way they reacted. And I reacted the same way that it was way. It's, it's basically saying that the NFL doesn't care about, you know, uh, uh, abusing women. Yeah. Okay. You know, they care about guys when, it, when they're, you know, playing fantasy football or making bets or smoking weed, but they don't care about how they treat women. So it, it, it enables the NFL to now come back and say, all right, well, wait a second. Wait a second. This is way too light. We got to yeah. suspend him for a year. And then Goodell looks good. Yeah, you're right. And, and yeah. now they look like they're the logical one. They're, right. Because they caught a lot of shit with Ray Rice. They caught a lot of shit. And they should have. A- absolutely. Yeah. And, and this is an opportunity for them to show that they've changed their way. Right. By the lightness based on some weird precedent by the judge mm-hmm. um, to really come in heavy handed and, and Goodell could look really good, but he's sacking up here and I'll give him a little bit of credit because we gave him a lot of shit when he didn't sack up. Right. He's sacking up now. Yep. So about time. God damn. It feels good to have football back. Like we put out that promo on um, the IGs. Yeah. And not for long media site that Hugh was coming on and it was him making that uh, hit on Sean King and forcing the fumble against the Buccaneers. Mm. And Summerall and Madden are on the call. Oh, man. And hearing Madden come in uh, and analyze, it was just awesome. It's like, I've got chills. Yeah. I miss both those guys. Oh, he was yeah. so good, man. Summerall was my guy, too. Yeah. He, yeah. he was the greatest. Just so understated. A minimalist. Yes. yes. But had such a, and knew how to have an analyst next to him and just let him absolutely shine. Right. Kind of like Nance and Romo, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Nance does a great job with Romo. Yeah. Um, since we were last together, the Eagles actually played a game, and I thought Jalen Hurts, uh, for the little time he was in there, looked pretty darn good. Yeah, no doubt. You know, that I mean, offense could be really right potent, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's the question mark, but but uh, you know that offense with that offensive line, they can if they can stay intact. I know Kelsey's hurt right now; had his elbow cleaned out or something. He'll be fine. But if they can stay healthy on the on the on that front, this offense has a really good chance of putting up a lot of points. No doubt about it. Let's get to our guests right now. Fuck offense. Let's get to defense. Right? <laughs> you know this man. Oh yeah, he's as good as they get. Hugh Lamont Douglas joins us on the Ajis podcast. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Hey, hey, man, I apologize about being late. My boss called. It was a, it was one of those calls that you know, in the boss call. Oh yeah, you got to take the call, man. So I, that, I apologize for being late to the podcast. No worries. No worries, man. Now that that wasn't Fricky though, your partner. It was your no, actual wasn't boss, right? Okay. John usually texts me. John okay. says, like John texts me. All day long, we text back and forth, uh, him and our other producer, Abe Gordon. So, you know, baseball hasn't started yet. Ba- John's a big baseball fan, you know, Braves and Mets going on yeah. right now. So Scherzer's on the mound tonight. 
So yeah, he's he's gonna be charged. He's definitely gonna be charged tonight. <laughs> You're work stiff these days, man. You ain't no pro athlete anymore. No, no, man. Listen, <laughs> I I have embraced radio in a way where you know I, I'm a talking head now. I enjoy it. I enjoy the fact that I, I get to you know be more of myself than any other time or doing anything else. So yeah, I, I enjoy it immensely. I really, really do. Wow. I don't know if you, you paid attention to what just happened yesterday in the world of golf, but a golfer is suing an analyst uh, for defamation. And he's claiming that this golf analyst is basically saying that he che- he's cheated in golf and he had sending people, you know, fans after him and heckling him. So he's suing him for like $750 million or some, some ridiculous right? lawsuit. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, since you, you know, analyze football, baseball, everything down in Atlanta, have you ever gotten any shit? from any players like if you're you know at a game going in the locker room say hey man what'd you say about me not really the no? the, the the closest thing that i've ever gotten to that was in philadelphia <laughs> when when i was saying something about dar walker in the defense and you know me and dar walker are good friends but i remember coming to the locker room one day and dar walker grabbed me in my collar like hey man what you talking about and i say hold up bro you like, big boy too <laughs> yeah, hey that that's the scrap that i really wasn't prepared for you know <laughs> T.O. and T.O. in the hot tub, a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it was that's about the biggest thing that I've ever had to deal with. It, it's funny, man. Uh, we live in a day and age now where where most athletes don't like disparaging things said about them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. The other day I was reading a story where Tua Tagovailoa, yeah, got mad because one of the reporters reported the fact that he got married. And I'm like, he was like, well, you know, that's my business or whatever. I, I wish you would have, you know, stayed out of my business. Dude, you got married. I mean, you're married. Like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? You're a public figure. You're married. Yeah. So it's one comes of those things, it. man. It, it kind of comes with the territory. Maybe he thinks that it gets out that he's married and then the, you know, the, the girlfriends won't want him anymore. I don't think that's the case. Oh, OK. You know, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but but, you know, if I'm his wife, I'm looking at like, why don't you want anybody? To know right. there? That's that's kind of weird to me. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing weird. a ring. Are you married? That's my business. Well, come yeah, on. Basically, <laughs> what you what you worried about? Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, didn't you go to the rookie symposium? Like everything you do is under scrutiny. Yeah, and that's why the paycheck looks so big. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think that people tend to forget, man. Uh, professional athletes is that when you when you make that kind of money and you're in the spot like that, like that, people are watching your every move. They're they're yeah. watching you, and and they're going to talk about you, and and that's something that you have to get used to. Hugh, when when you started playing, not everybody had a fucking camera phone in their hand. Like, could you no. imagine playing now with everybody's got a goddamn camera? Everything's about taking a picture or a video. I mean, you can't you can't do any. You can't pull over on the side of the highway, take a leak. Nothing. No, not none of that, man. Because everything that you do, like somebody's watching, like yep. somebody's waiting to get that viral moment that could potentially put them in a position to to be famous, fifteen minutes of fame, or or put some money in their pocket. Yep. So you have to be careful, man. And it's it's funny to me, like in this day and age where, you know, we have camera phones and things like that, that a lot of cats aren't making better decisions by some of the things that they do. And I know it's hard and you're not thinking about it like that, but you really have to in this day and age, man, because it's one thing that I learned. It's like it's called protecting your brand. You got to protect your brand. You really have to protect. You got to do a better job of protecting your brand. No doubt about it. Now, let's get to. uh uh, the major reason why we had you on today is a big announcement came down uh, last week that the Eagles are putting you and your buddy Trent Cole in the Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, man. I was uh, I was pretty excited behind that. You know, especially about the city of Philadelphia, uh, the defenders that played for the city of Philadelphia, the the passion that fans have for the players of this in the city of Philadelphia. It's one of those things, man. Where I, when I thought about, it, I was just like, wow, that's a huge honor. That is a huge honor, and I appreciate. It. I appreciate all the fans that watch the games. I appreciate the fans that 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 go. You know, bought tickets. Uh, we talked about the other day down here in Atlanta how they had thirty thousand people at a practice, and uh, you know, we were talking about that compared to the numbers of the people that came to practice here. It's different. It's just mm-hmm. it's just different in Philadelphia. It's real different. Yeah, and all those fifty-three jerseys that were in the stands for years—you still see your jersey around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes played you know, a long like, time. Yeah, like you know, every now and then. I remember when I I came back to town for 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 Trey Thomas's and and, and John Runyon's induction, and I kind of just you know was floating around the stadium or whatever. And I saw a few jerseys, you know, just trying to be inconspicuous, running around the stadium, and it was pretty cool. Like, listen, man, conspicuous, dude. You're yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, with the beard, you know, you don't recognize me anymore with the beard, man. I, you know, I, the <laughs> I like beard. that beard, the salt and pepper. So you know, it's it's a little different, but uh, yeah, man, just being in the city of Philadelphia and watching what we always watch on Sunday, everybody's going to the game, everybody's having fun, and and it's like. It's a real family atmosphere at Eagles games. Yeah, you go to the man, Wawa man. in the morning on game day. Go to, hey, yeah, go to Wawa. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, you know I got a hoagie. Uh, you know, stop that chickens and peas and smelled the lobster pizza because I couldn't eat any. But I smelled the lobster pie, smelled the crab fries. You know, doing all the Philly stuff, doing the Philly stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talk about 30,000 showing up for that open practice. I know A.J. Brown was taken aback by it because, you know, he's new in town coming up here from – uh, from the Tennessee Titans, where you know they're more crazy about college football, and you oh, know, yeah. down there, that you it's, know, it's the South, man. It's yeah. the South, like college football. You talk about SEC football, man. I mean, it's nothing like it. You're you're talking about like the only thing I compare it to is like an Eagles game every weekend and every stadium in the SEC. Yeah, I mean that that's how it is, you know. And, and people planning their lives around tailgates. For SEC games, Georgia Bulldogs, you know, they just won SEC championship. Man, it was bananas. We went to G-Day, my radio station, 92.9 The Game. That we, went, we go to G-Day. And, boy, when I tell you, they had, like, 90,000 people at G-Day. It's bananas, wow. man. Like, college football down here in the South, it is bananas. Yeah, that's awesome, though. It like, is awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh man, I mean, that's so much fun. You you went, you didn't go to the big college route. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I went to a small school, and, and to see that many people in a stadium, either mm-hmm. side, you know, for either team, to have that many people come out and be in the parking lot and everything for a college football game, and that's every Saturday in the South. That's every that's at every college football stadium in the South. Had a chance to go to Tuscaloosa, didn't get a chance. I didn't go, had a chance to go. Hate that I missed it because when they talk about football in Tuscaloosa and Alabama, they say, man, it's unreal. It yeah. is unreal. Wow. Now, now you are you in the Central State Hall of Fame? Yes, I am. Yes, oh, okay. I am. Yes, I am. Yes, All I am. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to this, but This can't be his first Hall of Fame. It's gotta no, be it's not my, this is not my first radio, but this is the one, like, this, I will say this. You know, not originally being a, a Philadelphia Eagle and, and and knowing the history from the time that I got there and the, and when I played there, 
because it's one of these things that that I tell people all the time. Initially, I didn't want to go to Philadelphia. I didn't. Mm. And when when they were talking about trade me to Philadelphia, I was really against it. And then when I got to the city, I remember the first thing that I remember is coming through the airport and random people tell me, hey, man, y'all got to beat Dallas this year. <laughs> so I, I remember that because I'm coming from New York where, you know, play for the Jets. Nobody really knew who I was in New York. You know, nobody like because you talk about a team that's probably fourth or fifth class citizens in the city of New York behind basketball, uh, the Giants and everything else that they going on, got the going Yankees. on in hockey. Yeah, Mets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like to come to Philadelphia and be in the airport and not have played a down to have people roll up on you from from airport workers to just casual people walking through the airport and know who you are. That to me was big. And then just being in the city, being in the first game playing at, at the vet at the time and just seeing the passion that people have for the for the teams. To me, that was bananas. Hmm. That was bananas. And then I'm not going to talk about the playoff runs that we went on and, and the fact that we made it to the Super Bowl and how many people were talking about how, you know, what they had to do to actually get to the Super Bowl and how they were sleeping in cars and and ridden Winnebago's and stuff like that. Man, that's passion. That's a lot of passion, and, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it all because to be in any stadium at any given time and look up in the stands and see all that eagle green and hear people chanting eagles or whatever, man, that was a great feeling. That was a great feeling. See, I, I, I can get why you would be totally into that because you played the game with that same kind of – like you were a fun dude. I think that's yeah. why you're a great radio guy. Yeah, appreciate As soon as you got done and you started working at WIP, I was there as well. We worked together a long time and you just one of those guys that when you're around, it was like always like more fun. And mm-hmm. I imagine you were that kind of guy in the locker room. Talk about the group of guys that you played with. Like, I mean, Jim Johnson comes in in 99 mm-hmm. you're playing for him and it's a get after him balls to the wall. D. you got Doc, you got, I, you got trot. I mean, talk about the guys you played on that defensive side of the ball with. Cause you guys were insane. I tell you what, man, it, it was fun. Like, and, and I tell stories about the guys that I play with all the time. That's family. Like when I when I think of those guys, those guys are family. Those are the guys that that you might not hear from them for a couple of years when you call them on the phone. As a matter of fact, I talked to Paul Grass Manis today. <laughs> Paul just told me he had he had knee surgery. He got a, he got his knee replaced. Mm. And and I told him, I was like, dude, you just made it real clear for me that I'm never gonna have knee. I'm gonna ride out with these old banged up ass knees. <laughs> Until my, the end of days, because he showed me that big scar he had, uh-huh. and the fact that you know he was in a lot of pain, I'm like, dude, I, I'm I'm cool, I'm good. I the still talk monster. to Hollis. yeah, I, I still talk to Hollis. I talk to Ike probably every other week, you know, especially during football season because we're just breaking down football because Ike watches the game. Me and Ike watch the game differently, which is great because Ike watches it from a from a linebacker's perspective where he gets to see the whole field, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get to see the, the receiver drops and stuff like that. I like to watch it from the trenches. So it's always great to have a different perspective when you're doing stuff like that. Talk to Trot, talk to Trot the other day. I know his son is getting ready to play for Clemson, about right. to be a starter. Young Axe man getting ready to do his thing. Cannot wait yep. to see him out there playing. Troy Vincent's son, Teron, is playing at Ohio State on a defense that's supposed to be pretty good this year. Mm. People picking Ohio State to go all the way, win a national championship. So, yeah, man, I try to keep in touch with all my teammates. Bobby Taylor doing things. He's working with Troy. So I try to keep in touch with everybody, man. So it's it's more it's more family than anything. 
Well, you wow. said you watch the trenches. You you focus on the trenches. The the Eagles, speaking of trenches, uh, look really good on both sides of the ball and up up front, don't you think? Oh man, listen. Who is it? Uh, Jordan Davis. I called him Jarvis Davis today because I was talking to a friend of mine that's named Jarvis. Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. I mm-hmm. had a chance to watch those guys play, man. And and the one thing that I remember about Jordan Davis, the first time that they played Alabama, he was out there getting worked like a shift. He was getting worked. And I remember a, a good friend of mine, a producer on our on the morning show that I'm on, I'm on. I was like, man, he's out there. You know, he looks he looks tired. Jordan Davis within what a month's time got in the weight room and you know you can't change your body that much but he started doing a lot of cardio and he looked like a different guy the second time they played Alabama he was a force mm-hmm. like you talk about him and the Kobe D man like he, mentioning those guys names gives me goosebumps especially <laughs> when you talk about a guy like the Kobe D who was told he was too little you know he came when he got drafted he was banged up they were talking about he's a little bit smaller for a linebacker. But, you know, you can't measure, for lack of a better way to say, you can't measure that dog that you have in somebody, man. Yeah. And he got that dog in him. He definitely has that dog in him. Cannot wait to see these two guys on the field. Cannot wait to see that defense, period. Brandon Graham coming back from injury. You got Fletcher Cox. Hassan Reddick came oh, over. Oh, man, you got yeah. some cats. You got some dogs on that defense, man. <laughs> can't wait to see it. Can't wait yeah. to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It, I mean, they, they look like they're really – on the ascension right now. Let, let me ask you real quick, Hugh, because you left. You went for the payday. I don't blame you. No, and I and I, and I do not blame myself to this no, day. No. You know, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. Yeah, you went to Jacksonville. But to come back in 04 and finish it out here where this fans love you. I mean, and then you talk about the year 2004. Obviously, you guys get all the way to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. Back to Jacksonville, oddly enough. But what did it mean to, for you to come back here? And, and play here in that year and, and wrap up your career, put the bow on it here. It, it meant everything, man, because I knew when I was in Jacksonville, you know how you, you kind of know that the time is ticking and, you know, you try to say, okay, I'm going to try to get one more year or maybe two more years, but, you know, your better years are behind you. And to go back to Philadelphia, man, and play in that first game and have the fans yell your name, that was the best feeling in the world. It was one of those things where, you know, even though I took the money, you realize like sometimes there are things that are a little bit better than having money, you know, and luckily for me, I was able to capture just a little bit of that and go to the Super Bowl with the team and, and be a part of that and, and be a part of that, that iconic history that the Philadelphia Eagles have. So that, that was a good feeling, man, because when you think about it, a lot of cats, even though we went to the Super Bowl and didn't win it, there's a lot of, of really, really good football players that have never sniffed playoff wins, yeah, never been to the Super Bowl. So you, it, it really makes you put things like that in perspective. And not only that, play for a city and a town where football is as loved as it is in Philadelphia. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's like Atlanta has a good football team. Atlanta has a good fan base, a really, really good fan base. It's nothing like Philadelphia's fan base. It's, it's mm-hmm. nothing. And, and I'll tell anybody that is here in Atlanta the, the same thing because it's just different. You know, when, when, when Philadelphia came here, I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Mm-hmm. Coach Smith's first year. Dude, the number of Philadelphia Eagle fans that were here, damn it, I thought it was a home game. I thought I was in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, I, and I'm talking about the fact that, that Philadelphia Eagle fans, they'll get here on a Friday. 
they're hanging out. They're, they're, they're letting their presence be felt. Right. It was funny that week. I remember just seeing all the Eagle fans that were in town wearing their Eagle jersey, wearing their Eagle hats and everything. Philadelphia Eagle fans travel well, no matter where the game is. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, for real. What What are your thoughts on, on Jalen Hurts? Do you think he's the guy? You know, it's funny. I was saying this, and, and I, I told I told Ike this. I said, there's one or two things going to happen with Jalen Hurts. Either he's going to get paid this year, or they're going to be looking for another quarterback with that that high-ass draft pick that Howie Roseman pulled off when he, you know, he got all those draft picks. Yeah. They're going to be looking for another quarterback. I mean, I think that's where the position he's in. Because you got to look at it like this. You put enough weapons around him where you, you you're picked to win the division. You're picked to win the division. So with that being said, you you've already got a playoff. You already got a playoff game under your belt. You got to win one. You got to win the playoffs. You got to you got to go deep in the playoffs. You got to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, and I think at that after that you're gonna be you're gonna be a paid individual because look at the money that the quarterbacks are getting now. Yeah. Look at the money that Kyler Murray got. Oh. Jalen yeah. Hurts is going. If Jalen Hurts has a, a, a if Jalen Hurts has a year where they go deep in the playoffs, real deep. He's gonna be talked about like those guys. He's mm. gonna get that big money. So yeah, that's what that's what they're kind of looking at. They know that. Yeah. They know they they definitely know that. So you you're gonna have to pay the guy if he plays well this year. And Kyler Shoot. Murray got that money without going deep in the playoffs. He, yeah, he, <laughs> like they faded towards yeah. the end. They faded towards the end. So yep. you know it's funny. And, and <laughs> I was talking to a friend, another another friend. It was like, dude, you you can't with like. Like nobody like to say, well, Jalen Hurts didn't play well those ne- last year. No, it don't matter. If he plays well this year, he's going to get paid off of what he does this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the fact that you have that question: Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Still, shouldn't you have have more of a resolute answer at this point? The fact that you're still, I, I always say, like a, a franchise quarterback is like porn. You know it when you see it. Uh huh. <laughs> and and, I, and I don't know if he is a franchise quarterback. You know, you know what's funny. I had it again talking to people that know more football than me. It's nothing wrong with being a good quarterback. Like it, there's nothing wrong with that. Like cuz you have like think about it, you have your Tom Brady's and then you might have your your Joe Flacco's. You know, you might have your Brad Johnson for back in the day mm-hmm. for, for for around my age age time, you might have the Brad Johnsons. Hell, you might even have a Mac Jones that's playing right now. You have to find the guy that that is he he might not be elite, but he can win you some football games, and you put a good defense around him. That's kind of what the Philadelphia Eagles has have done. You know, you talk about that defense and the way that they play, the fact that they found the running game late in the season, like that's huge, man. You got a good running back. You got a good running back, and and I've always said that a, a good running game is a young player, a young quarterback's best friend. Right. Now yeah. you went out and got a good receiver. You got AJ Brown. Yeah. You got a nice receiving core. Got a so good tight end. Got a good tight end. So yeah. now you're in position. Like if you play this right, you're going to win the division. You just got to figure out those playoff games now. Mm-hmm. And, and with that being said, that's where the running game comes in. Because let me tell you, for a fact that I know, December, January, nobody wants to be touched by anybody because everybody's banged up. So if you can run the ball during that time of the year, you got some cooking. And yeah. all you have to do is make a handful of plays with A.J. Brown and the other receivers that you have, and, hey, you look it up, might be in the Super Bowl again. You just never know. Just never know. Well, that like night the coach that you do, right? What you say? You like the coach? I Sirianni? do. Sirianni, Sirianni, like, listen, let me, let me, initially, 
I, I he rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm gonna tell you why. Not showing up to the to the uh to a, uh, a job interview with a Tommy Bahama shirt on that kind of bothered me a little bit. But <laughs> I'm a little old school, mm-hmm. and you know times have changed, so you can't hold that against somebody. Had a chance to meet him, man. He's Philly. Like I see, you know, I, I don't get the chance to see a whole lot of practice or whatever, but I do. I do have the Instagram and I follow some of the players. And the fact that he has embraced the culture of Philadelphia the way that he has, I like that because that's what it's all about. Listen, bottom line, you still got to win football games. You still have to win football games. And you have to be able to take criticism when you're being criticized. And I think he's done a good job of both so far. I really do. Well, that night you're being honored and put into the Hall of Fame is that's Thanksgiving week. And they play the Packers that night. So that yep. game is going to go a long way to determining, you know, home field kind of stuff in these NFC playoffs. Oh, yeah. No question about that, man. I was thinking about that. That and the fact that Aaron Rodgers has been killing his receivers. Because yeah, they're dropping, dropping the ball. ball. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, if he's killing them right now, hopefully, you know, this is a long way out. You know, things never stay the same in the San Rodgers. But I was like, hopefully he, they have that same kind of drop energy when they come to Philadelphia late in the season, because that would be great. That mm-hmm. That's going to be great, man, yeah. to have that, to be at that game that late in the season and to have some of the best seats in the house for that kind of playoff atmosphere. Because that's basically, if it plays out the way that I think it is, that could potentially be playoff atmosphere football right there. No doubt. And yeah, they're rolling you, you and Trent out as well. Yeah, they're gonna that. roll. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're gonna roll. They're gonna roll our old asses out at, at halftime. <laughs> Are you gonna speak? I don't think so. If, if I speak, what, what what am I gonna say? Hey, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I, if I said I'll, I'll say thank you, I mean. Go up there. That's the only thing I could say, yeah. Go up there and say, number five will always love you. Number five, three (laughs) will always love you. (laughs) That's what Donovan said on his night, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Donovan. Yeah. Have you spoken to him? I haven't spoken to Donovan in a while, man. Hmm. I haven't, like, I I reached out to Donovan when uh, Charles Johnson, when when we got the news of him passing. Oh, yeah. And just to see how he was doing. And uh, that, that was about it. That was about it, man. You know, that was a tough one. You know, and, and and I don't know. I haven't heard anything else about it because I know they were trying to figure out the details or whatever. Haven't heard anything else about it, but I just called him just to check on guys, and he was one of the guys I checked on. Hugh, uh, he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. I mean, look, he's got some personality things that rub people the wrong way, passive mm-hmm. aggressive, whatever. But Duke could play, man. Oh no, listen to me. <laughs> I mean, he could play. Donovan. Donovan. I think you could make an argument that Donald was the best quarterback in Eagles franchise history. I think you yes. can make that argument. You can make that I argument. Agree. Uh, I think that there was a lot of things that that happened with Donovan that he probably just couldn't let go. Like like some things you just have to let go, mm-hmm. you know, and just deal with it. it. It happened, move on. And I think that the day when they got him and, and the people booed him, like a small group of people booed him, yeah. that he was never right since then. And the whole, you know, the, the whole him and T.O. thing, that was something else that was just never right. But I think as he's gotten older, you know, I think he's grown a lot. Because just talking to Donovan now, I can tell he's a different man. He's definitely a different man now. And I think he, you know, because when you get older, Jason, you know, that you guys know this. You get a little bit more reflective. Mm-hmm. And you think mm-hmm. about some of the things that you've done in the past and some of the things you might have wished you would have done differently. Totally. And I think that's yep. kind of how he feels now. 
you know, he, he wants to, he, he feels like maybe he probably could have handled it a little bit differently. And, and I just sent 30 people up there to boo him. And he's holding the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> uh, you got to follow Hugh on Instagram, man. I do. He's uh, the big fella on Instagram. How about that name, Jason? Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you used to live down the street from me. Yeah, man. You know, hey, like I, you know, I I do. I don't miss the weather change. I, I really, I cannot yeah. lie. Because, man, listen, I've been here in Georgia for like, what, seven years? I haven't put on a coat in probably about six years. Yep. Like a heavy coat. It's great. And I've been wearing shorts like every day for eight years since I've been here. The time that I've been here, I've been wearing shorts every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're a shorts guy. Yeah. yeah, but dude, like really, now I'm not actually freezing when I put on shorts. You know, and working those early morning radio hours, man. You know, you don't really care about what you look like. No. You really don't. You don't. You just go no. to work. You, they're going to see you. You're going to be there for like, what, four hours? And then when you get off of work, everybody else is going to work. So right. it's one of those things where it's like you. I, I don't have any friends that I can hang out with because everybody's at work. So it's like, ah. I'm not putting on any clothes, so I'm you good. You saw how Anthony showed up to work all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I saw the cut. You know what? I saw the cuz when I was up there the last time. We went to a dog's golf tournament. Mm. Didn't get a chance to speak to him, though, because he was on air. He was actually on air yeah. when I saw him. But, yeah, I had a chance to see the cuz, man. Looking good, oh. man. Looking good. Yeah. You're beautiful. Yeah. Family good. Your whole thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, down there too. You're probably not going to wreck that Lambo on a little bit of ice early. No, in the you morning know what, like man? Listen, here. All, like, listen, I like all the fancy cars went a little bit. I got a pickup truck now, man. I had a Hellcat that keeps stealing it. Like, I've had, I've had three stealing? cars, I've had three cars stolen from me since I've been here in Atlanta. Wow, and they have not recovered, man, three of them. They belong <laughs> to the streets. Yeah, that's they're gone. Wow. So, I, I was like, I got a pickup truck, they haven't stolen it yet. Knock on wood. So I'm just going to drive that. I'm just going to keep driving that. <laughs> he, he tried to bring the Lambo in one morning when there was like black ice on there. Oh, oh yeah. really? And he, and no, he, and he the, wrecked the Lambo. Ferrari. That was the Ferrari. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah or the Ferrari, yeah. Yeah, that cost a lot. That, that was, was that, that Jaguar's was, money. Yeah, that was a lot. So, yeah, that was, that was, the, that was the end of those days. You know, wow. we, 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 went, we went back to American cars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're on a Corvette now. Yeah, they're easier to fix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. awesome. Uh, dude, why why have you not ended up back on the radio here? That's what like, I was wondering. I uh, was lobbying for years, man. Like I, when I was in management, I'm like, get you know, this guy I, back. I, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You I and mean, I have talked you know, about it, too. You know, it, it's like this. Like I found, like I've done television. Television is, is real restricting. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and, and radio allows you, like, to be more of who you are. And it yeah. allows you to have more of your personality. And not yeah. only that, you you have a chance in radios, whatever you say, you have a chance to to elaborate on it a lot more. And, you have and more time. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, you know, on yeah. TV, you might say something and you might say something that, that might be wrong or, or might be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And that's all you get. That's You get three minutes. That's it. In radio, that's in radio. I can sit down and I can pontificate. I can talk about different things. You can you can talk about your personal life and stuff right. like that. It's one of those things where it, it's just 
the money is different. The money is definitely different in radio, but I think I think the time that you have on it is a lot more fulfilling than than it is on television. I agree. That was a long way of answering the question that I, I didn't kind of answer, but I answered it the best way that I I know could. I know you always want to come back. <laughs> yeah, one day, maybe. You never know, one day. One day, maybe. If I, if I get back in the game and I'm running a station or working in management again, I'd, I, I don't think I'm getting back in that game because no. I don't know where this industry, where it's going, but I'd bring your ass back. Yeah, you know, radio's different now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> he's, he's going to not answer that either. Huh? I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, one you got a job. I'm trying to skate around. You yeah, know, he's dancing right now. Yeah, I got to dance a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Dance you can still bit. tap. You can still yeah, tap. A little, 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 little bit. Look, I got a little Fred Astaire. His little knees Fred ain't there. that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Angela's retiring. So you worked with, you know, you worked with Angelo. You worked with Anthony. One of the great shows you did was with Rob Cherry yeah, on the weekend. Listen, <laughs> Rob Cherry, like you talk about, like Angelo Cataldi taught me a lot about radio especially when it comes to being entertaining because you talk about somebody like he's one of the best to ever do it in my mm -hmm. opinion and to sit there he's demanding and he's rough around the edges but but that's the one thing that I always appreciated about Angelo because he shot you straight Jason you know just as well as I do sometimes mm -hmm. in this business people don't shoot you straight they'll say mm -hmm. one thing to your face and say something else behind your back Angelo, whatever he said to your face, he said it behind your back. He said it to your mom. He said it to your dad. He didn't care. He said he spoke his mind. Mm. And, and Immediately, you have to respect too. that. Yeah, you have to respect that. And Rob Cherry taught me how to be spontaneous, yeah. like very spontaneous. Because you remember back in the day, we used to do Phillies games, and we used to do five-hour shows, and you would have like two-minute breaks or something like that. Oh. And dude, me and Rob, Rob Cherry would come in 10 minutes before the show and say, hey, what you want to talk about? <laughs> so that, no show prep, no nothing. And what those are some of the best shows that we ever did because it, it forced you to be spontaneous. It forced you to, to, to be off the cuff. It forced you to move, move in shape, roll with the punches, whatever. It forced you to do all of that, man. And those are two guys that I have to credit for, for, for giving me my radio chops. Because you know that those are two different personalities that you 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 have to work with and you have to try to find balance. Because Ange is asking me to do one thing and be more regimented, and Rob is like, "Hey man, you know it's like let it's it like go." Smoking a joint on the right. air with Rob, it's like, "Hey man, just be <laughs> and do your thing." You know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> for real. Rob wearing a pair of denim jeans, a denim shirt, and a denim jacket. Yeah, I mean it's like it's hey, the man, Canadian tuxedo, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It's like hey, let's let's just do let's do this, let's have fun with it, and that's what we did, and that's yep. what we did weekends. He always looked like he just rolled out of a hamper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob was my man, though, man. Rob was Rob. Oh, was a, I love him. Great yeah. to work with. Yeah, that's half a radio. Yeah, it looks like they rolled out of a hamper. No, but listen, because it's it's one of those jobs where yeah, who's gonna see you? Well, see now though, aren't you on video down in your show? No, like you know what we we were doing video until the pandemic hit. That oh. what they called the TriCast or whatever it was yeah. called. Yeah, we did that until the pandemic hit, and then we stopped. Okay. And even when we did that, I didn't change clothes. I still <laughs> wore the same thing because it was just like for what? And nobody I mean, gives you know, a shit. Nobody cares. You do you do radio for a living? Yeah, nobody cares. It, yeah. The only people that I think that actually that actually get dressed up for radio is women. The women that do radio, like real, 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 get real would get dressed up. But mm -hmm. when I say dressed up, she would put on nice clothes. She would wear. She come to work looking nice. I come to work in my pajamas most times. Yeah. Yep. 
you know, just roll out the bed and let's go. Let's do this. You already know what you're talking about. You did the show prep already. So let's let's do this. So, yeah. yeah. All right. We got a question here on, on the stream uh, about summer uh, NFL camp fights. And recently just saw yesterday or today the, the Panthers and the, the Patriots went at it. They're doing that. joint like practices. Drag out. Yeah, they almost they took it almost into the stands. It was yeah. crazy. And then last weekend we had here in Philadelphia, Andre Dillard, a reserve offensive tackle, got in three fights, I think, in the same day and mm-hmm. eventually had to get taken out of practice. So good on him. What was a good practice fight that you guys had? I remember when uh, Andy Reid first got there, Trot and, and John Runyon got into a fight. Oof. But it was Oof. never, it was more because John Runyon was trying to assert his dominance because he had just got here from Tennessee. And I think, I, I actually think Coach Reed orchestrated that a little bit mm. because when John Runyon got here, you know, we didn't really have an offensive identity. And one of the reasons why Big Red got John Runyon was because John John was a physical specimen. He was a physical player, not so much a physical specimen, but a physical player. Borderline, like some people said it was dirty. He just played with a lot of passion, in mm. my opinion. He did so what it he, took. Yeah. <laughs> so he brought a little bit of that passion to practice one day. Trot wasn't having it. <laughs> and so Trot, him and Trot, uh. him and Trot went at it, but it was never, it was one of those things, man. I remember that was the only fight that we had in camp. And after that, it was done. It mm. was, it was one of those done deals because it was, it was like, okay, you, I'm not a punk. You're not trying to punk me. Okay. Let's just go play football. It's good that you're trying to establish an identity. Let's just go play football. And that's kind of what it was. It wasn't a whole lot of fighting. It was a whole lot of trash talking at practice, but not a whole lot of fighting. Yeah, that's two guys pissing on a fence like a dog. Like it's my territory. No, no, it's my yeah, territory. But, I mean, and that's what happens. And then you got to think. You got to think nowadays, especially with the NFL has changed in, in this sense. There's a lot of class work that's being done now. When you think about think about it like this, guys, you don't wear shoulder pads as much as you used to. Yeah, you probably during the course of training camp, you probably had like what four or five padded practices. So that means that you're not getting the kind of quality work that we got when, when I played. Hmm. So your classroom work factors in huge. Like the fact that you understand the defense or the offense and can go out there and execute the plays, that, that factors in huge now. So now you have guys that, that are probably fighting the classroom battle and, and, and the reps that they're getting are, are really meaningful reps because they're not as many, so they're really meaningful. So now if you screw up, say if you're getting six reps and you screw up three of those reps, you're being evaluated by that. That's your evaluation because I can't put you in the game. I can't put you in the game if you don't know what to do. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's one of those things where I think the classwork plays plays a huge factor in that. And I think guys get frustrated knowing that they screwed up, knowing that they potentially might get cut. Because, you know, you talk about that that one preseason game less. That means you got to make cuts a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, before you get ready, like you, you put talk a lot about, less on film. Yeah. You you talk about that second preseason game after that, you're cutting your roster down to get ready for the season. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's a lot of pressure on these guys to try to make teams now. Man, no doubt. Yeah. Um, Hugh, so you're going in against the Packers. We're going to yep. let you go because we've got November really 27th, long. November 27th. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. You're one of my favorite guys. You know that I've told you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. I, I love you, man. You, you, you're such a good. You were such a good player. You're such a good radio guy. You're a good dude, and um, congratulations, man. You deserve it. 
Thank it's going to be fucking Appreciate awesome you, to see you go in those in that Eagles Hall of Fame where you belong. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Have a good day, fellas. All, All right, right man. man. We'll talk to you, Hugh. Thanks, brother. See ya. There he is, Hugh Douglas. <laughs> Fuck is he awesome. Trent Cole, Trent Cole going in. They're going to they're gonna have to get Trent Cole out of a tree stand to come to that. <laughs> Big uh, hunter. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. He's going to have some mossy oak gear on when he goes out there to, to accept it. <laughs> a ghillie yeah. suit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to look like a sniper, like Tom right. Berenger and sniper yep. hair. Darn right. <laughs> Face paint on the whole thing. Yeah. You know who a Big Hunter? Fletcher Cox is a Big Hunter, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carson Wentz too. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's going on with that guy? I don't know. He, down there in Washington now. I watched uh, some of that preseason game. I thought he looked pretty good. Did you see the interview that, that some donkey uh, reporter from some TV station did with him? Was it a donkey reporter or was it uh, that William Sharp guy? I think it was. It was on, yeah. his, it was on his Twitter. That guy's a pretty good football guy to follow i was i was kind of surprised that he asked that stupid question yeah he really did like what yeah. are you doing dude like put the guy in a i mean when that interview was over what's probably like, what the fuck man yeah yeah i didn't say that because he's christian but no but that would what the freak man yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you gotta follow hugh on uh instagram man the big fella yeah he's, I love he's that awesome. guy too he, he's great man yeah he when is. he would he lived down the street when we go hang out and Go to like Duffers and get a couple cocktails and stuff. Oh, yeah. He, he lived where I live now, 10 minutes from here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Glenn Mills. So, uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's such a good dude. I, I I want him back in this city. Maybe I'd listen to more sports radio if he was back here. Hmm. So, no, you wouldn't. No, you're right. I tried <laughs> listening again. I just can't do it. Harry. Did you? Yeah. I did. They still haven't announced a, a replacement for Angelo. No. No. Wow. Like, what, what are they what waiting are they... for? I don't know. No. I have no idea. Is it going to be the Deke? Is it going to be the camera? I thought I he's. No the, I thought he's the betting favorite. Yeah, that's what I hear. He's, he's yeah. got the uh, uh, Jimmy Shapiro sent out the odds. <laughs> Can you bet on that on the Bet Parks app? You never know. I don't know what category would that be in. Uh, Not in golf. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, you got yeah. that category covered. I know, yeah. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks to Hugh for coming on, and congratulations to him. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. So uh, we'll look forward to that, and let's put a bow on this, and let's tell people about that Beck Parks app. You you had that play hire, the yeah. John Rom, yeah, John Rom money in a, in a matchup against Rory McIlroy, who's the favorite. They're actually uh, McIlroy's the lead favorite, Rom's the second favorite, but you're getting plus money, plus one ten. You'd have to lay one forty three if you took McIlroy. I'll okay. take Rom. He looked really good to me over the weekend last week. And I think he's going to come. He had a, he and his wife had their second baby, like right before last week's tournament. So I was kind of mm. fading him last week. But now, you know, he looks like he's back to focusing totally on golf. I'll take him over McElroy at plus 110 on the Bet Parks app. All right. Get the Bet Parks app. If you want to bet these NFL preseason games, by all means, oh, yeah. have fun. Better performances. Out. Yeah, same game yeah. parlays, live in-game betting. It's all there for you. Simple to use, easy to navigate, faster to win than ever before. So grab the Bet Parks app. And use the promo code Jason750. That'll get you a risk-free bet up to $750. Terms and conditions do apply. It's for new and existing users. So again, promo code Jason750 and get the Bet Parks app and uh, uh, check it out. You're going to love it. It's absolutely great. And uh, get it today. Download it on your phone like Harry and I have and many others. And you do need to be present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
gambler. It feels good to have football on the horizon. We do the show next week, Howard. We're leading yep. the college football slate. That's right. Yep, I mean, that's right. It is on top of us at this point, right? Yeah, week zero is just a few days away. In fact, I got that in my uh, my trusty countdown clock. Is that right? The Temple Owls play the Duke Blue Devils in football on September 2nd. That's 16 days from now. Nice. Yeah, Penn State opens up against Purdue. That's Harry versus Baldy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Temple versus Duke. That's right. We have to get Baldy on next week. Yeah. I love we do like an odd jeans meat locker. And get Vi. We get to Hakka. <laughs> I swear to God, you figure out, and you did it with Hugh a couple of times, you figure out ways to impersonate Anthony on every show. I do. Abs- I can't stop doing it. My, my daughter wants you me to. You do it like, at home? All the time. Yeah? Yeah. My wife's like, oh, I'm going to cook dinner. I'm like, what are you making? She's like, uh, you know, uh, pork and some green. I go, oh, the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, what, what about Shamal Grattans? <laughs> yeah. I've been rewatching The Sopranos a little bit, Har, uh-huh. at night because I'm I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. So I sent Mikey Miss. We used to send each other these either ors. I, I I'll, I'll throw it to you. Mm-hmm. I gave him an either or. Gloria Trillo, the salesman of the year from Globe Motors that hung herself, mm-hmm. or Valentina La Paz. Who was Ralph's girlfriend that Tony ended up hooking up? Oh, the long fingernails. Oh yeah, I gotta go. Mess uh, goes neither of those ski foozas. <laughs> well, they're, well, the the one was a total psycho, right? The the salesperson, Gloria Trillo. Gloria, but yeah, it's Annabella Sciorra. She was hotter than shit. I know. That's who I would choose. And he gave her the run at the zoo. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Hit her in the reptile room. <laughs> Brought out the snake. Oh my God! <laughs> but those, right, we got a question here. Uh, okay. Thoughts on Iron Maiden's new album? Oh, Joey Shinjutsu G. is that what it's called? Uh, Shinjutsu, yes. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. That's not okay. being a good Maiden fan oh, by okay. me. But you know I love Maiden. Mm-hmm. You know I love the. Is it the, the original gap. lineup? Well, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Dickinson wasn't the original singer. Blaze Bailey was. Okay. Of Iron Maiden. But yeah. But Dick, yeah. Okay. It's it's the the main lineup. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, I love the galloping bass lines yeah. of Steve Harris. Harris. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah. It's so good. But um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I gotta check it out. I just I just don't have any time to check out new music. I just listen to shit that I know I like. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience for it. So we'll see. All right, let's put a wrap on this. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll get you ready for college football, and uh, we'll continue the preseason football conversation and much more. We'll see who pops up as a guest next week as well. We never know. We've got a poker player that may be coming on soon, which I'm really looking forward to as well. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Leave us a five-star rating and review. That'll help other people find this podcast. We appreciate you listening to Episode 30 of Bet Parks Presents, the Odd G's podcast. Everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you next week.